Hi, everybody. Uh, we get ready for some Thursday night football. A pretty important game with the uh, Saints and the Rams, so we can talk about that. But uh, I really want to spend a lot of time and uh, talk about what happened last night uh, in Sacramento with the Kings. Uh, they were embarrassed. They were uh, completely outclassed by a team that had played the night before, had gone overtime, lost their best player to an ankle injury, and Jason Tatum, again, he came back in that game against the Warriors, but did not play last night. Also, not no Al Horford. And they come into your gym, and they score 141 points. And as I said on my rant this morning, you know, you could point to, well, gee, you know what? Maybe the King, if you didn't watch the game, if you didn't see the box score, you would assume that the Kings shot the ball poorly from three. Uh, no. No, they didn't shoot the ball poorly from three. They shot the ball great from three. Okay, they made 21 threes, shot 47 percent, 47 percent. And the Boston Celtics, again, just embarrassed the Kings. Can you imagine if they had Tatum and Horford? Are you kidding me? 141 points. I mean, and a team that again had played in overtime. The night before. So as I said on my rant today, you know, if you want a measuring stick, you want to find out where the Kings are. They're a good team. I mean, they're 16 and 10. All right. But that's it. They're not anything more than a good team. They're not going anywhere this year when the playoffs start with this roster. And by that, I mean that they may, they may win a series, but they can only... They can only beat you one way. They can't beat you with toughness. They can't beat you with defense. They can't beat you because they're going to rebound you. You know, and when they play a team that's better, like last night, Boston. I mean, they shot the ball beautifully from three last night, the Celtics. But they, they score 141 points. Think about that. 141 points without Tatum. And they out-rebound you without Horford. Come on. All right, NBA tonight, games you'll be keeping an eye on. Pelicans 16 and 12 in Cleveland. The Grizzlies with John Morant will try to win back-to-back games against the Pacers. Clippers and Thunder and OKC, both teams, by the way, with 17 wins. The Lakers in Minnesota. Those are the games you keep an eye on. Now, when you look at the standings right now in the NBA, Sacramento is fifth, but equal in the loss column with third place Denver and fourth place LA. Denver's played three more games and they've won them all. Clippers have one more win. Again, the Clippers play Oklahoma City tonight, so that's going to change because Oklahoma City 17 and 8. And the Clippers are 17 and 10. The Kings take on Portland tomorrow or Portland Phoenix tomorrow. Who knows what's going on with them? They're, they're, they're not very good. They've lost seven of 10. And then the very next night you have Minnesota who in all likelihood will be 21 and six when they come into town. You know, and again, I don't know what's going on with Phoenix. I really don't. 
I, I, I don't know how they have lost seven of 10. You know, they got it going back, um, I want to say about a month ago. They went on a win streak where they had won seven in a row. But since then, again, they've lost seven of 10 games. Think about this. They lost at Toronto. They lost at home to Denver. They lost to the Lakers. They lost to the Kings. They lost to the Nets. They lost to the Knicks. They're coming off a game where they lost to Portland. Think about that for a minute. They lost to Portland. 109 to 104. How about that? Losing to Portland. Again, no Bradley Beal. We knew that. I told you that that would happen before the season began. That's not like shocking news. Again, he's going to be out at least two weeks. So we'll see. You know, I, I think the Kings need to concentrate on themselves and what they're doing. But they still have a chance at a great homestand here. You know, even if they split the next two games, four and two with this schedule, you would have taken that at the beginning. All right, let's get to NFL now. Tonight, you got the Saints. You have the Rams. You have a big game in the National Football League on a Thursday night. When you look at the standings right now, both these teams are thinking about playing past the regular season. You got the AFC or the NFC uh, division in the South, which is terrible, right? Shouldn't say terrible. I just say not very good. How's that? All right. Now you look at the standings. NFC. You got the Rams that are seven and seven, and the Saints are seven and seven. So right now you got a team that is seventh and ninth. The winner of this game could very well be going on to the playoffs. It's a big game. It's a big game. Saints in Rams in SoFi. Then coming up Saturday. Bengals know Jamar Chase in Pittsburgh, who have fallen off the planet. Bills are in L.A. to take on the Chargers. Then you got Colts, Falcons. Seahawks are in Tennessee. Vikings host the Lions. Washington takes on the Jets at the Meadowlands. Packers are in Carolina. Big game in Houston as they host the Browns. Jacksonville's at Tampa. Cardinals and Bears in Chicago. Dallas is at Miami. Patriots and the Broncos. Then you have uh, three games on Christmas. Raiders, Chiefs, Giants, Eagles, and the best game of the week on the card, the Ravens and the 49ers. It's going to be a heck, uh, some really good games this week and important games. But tonight's game, very important. All right, hit me up. Who wants to be my leadoff person? Where do you want to go? You want to go NBA? You want to go Kings? Where are you going? NFL? Whatever you want. All right. Let's bring on Rich, who I believe is in New Zealand. Rich, how are you today? I'm great. How about we go to Napier, Napier, New Zealand? Oh, you're in Napier, New Zealand. Me? Okay, well, I'm, yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, yeah how is New we Zealand? Just pulled in, we just pulled in. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, we just pulled into Napier, and I thought of you. I go, I got I to gotta see if Grant's on. <laughs> Taking a little break I love before it. we go out and do some wine tasting. I love it. What time is it there right now? Right now it's one o'clock, like one o eight. Yeah, so we're okay, great. But it's it's and it's actually it's a day later too. We're in Friday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's beautiful so far, so good. Yeah, you really Friday. enjoy it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's 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 been great. We did some sailing on uh, on a uh, America's Cup sailboat that sailed sailed in competition San Diego back in '95. Wow. Hey, you know what? When I, when I Rich, when I grow up, I want to be just like you. All right, we think we lost Rich, but I understand this time. So I thank him for that. Good to have Rich calling from uh, down under in New Zealand. I'm sure when he is, I'm, I'm sure as soon as he gets back, he was going away for a total of three weeks, went to Honolulu first. I think, you know, it'll probably be, look at back probably around the middle of January. And then he'll be off somewhere else in probably March. So, yeah, he's got a good life. Good for Rich enjoying retirement. All right, let's get to Al. Al, welcome to the program. Hey, Nate, man. Yeah, a big game for my my Rams tonight, man. I they got to get this because the other thing is, if they lose to the Saints, then the Saints are one of the teams that you t- we talked about this over the last three to four weeks. The Saints are one of, one of those teams that are right with them, and the Saints have the tiebreaker with two games left and be up on them by one game. It's almost, it'll be almost impossible to pull that off. And then they've got the, the other two teams that uh, Green Bay's got the tiebreaker on it, but they're one game up on Green Bay because they got beat by Tampa. So it's coming down to the stretch for the right to the two, I guess, uh, get eliminated in the first round against Philly probably. But, you know, it'd be nice to see my team make it. You know, a lot of folks after the bloodletting of the roster, you know, it's just uh, – this, Stafford. this is a this game is unfair for the Saints and the National Football League should be ashamed of themselves. You should not have a team, okay, play on Thursday night football that has to go on a four hour flight. It's flat out wrong, and the NFL once again uh, needs to needs to fix their schedule. This is completely this is a big game for both teams. And yeah. This is oh, an yeah. unfair situation for the Saints. This is ridiculous that a team has to fly. Four yep. hours, all right, to play a game on a Thursday night after playing on Sunday. It's wrong, and the NFL uh, should be ashamed of themselves. The Ram- There's no excuse for the Rams not to win this game, period. There's no excuse yeah. at all. Yeah, There's I, no excuse. It's a big, it's a big advantage. I, I agree with you. It's a big advantage, and, and they got they should, they should need to get this win. If they don't win, they don't deserve to go. So Stafford's playing very well since the, since the bye week. That's the key. He's been the, the key. He's He's – Got one turnover. I want to knock on wood now. One turnover, uh, an interception in in the in like the last six games. So he's got keeping care of the ball, and you know they got their young running back who had a couple drops last week. But I just want to also ask you, what the hell's going on with uh, uh, George Pickens and the Steelers? Dave, come on, Thomas. You know he's he's kid gluffing. Gloving this guy. What 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 would Jack Lambert and Joe Green do if if that guy was on, on their team? What do you think they'd do? What, what do you want they'd them to do, like, Al? Get what do you want them to do, Al? Al, what would Jack Youngblood do? The Sit him down. What, Sit him down. He is sitting down. Ru- Rudolph starting. So what are you going to do? You don't have you don't oh. have a lot of you, you don't have a lot of choices. You know you really don't. Oh, I, you don't have a lot of. I, choices. I apologize. I didn't see that. I thought he was he was starting yeah. and playing. I mean, it's just, you know, you, you, no, I know the, you can't. the situation. I mean, you know this, Al. You've been watching football as long as I have. I mean, you know, you, you are what you are. They, they are just not very good in that situation at the quarterback position. I mean, I, mean, um, I, I don't know what oh. the Steelers are going to do, but I think next year, you know, they're going to have to have a, another 
quarterback. All right. But again, Pickens isn't starting against Cincinnati. He's been benched. Oh, They're going with Rudolph. You know what? All right. Mason Rudolph it's, is starting. You know, my bad. I meant George Pickens, that idiot, the wide receiver who, who refused to block for for the running back. And the guy got tapped. Sorry. I, if I said Pickett, I my apologize. I I'm talking about Kenny Pickett, the quarterback. My bad. Yes, you're right. They would. No, no. You're, now I understand what you're saying. My bad. No, I, 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 I was not. I was probably wasn't clear. But, but Grant, what would you know? Jack Lambert and Joe Greenwood, they wouldn't allow that in, in their locker room, man. That's ridiculous. The guy says, I don't want to get hurt. And he and he refused the block. And, and Warren got tackled on a key down. He was near the goal line. And they lose. And Tomlin, I think Thomas should. That's what I meant. What's your take? Would you think Tomlin well, yeah, should? You, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question, Al. How do you know what's going on behind closed doors with, with Mike Tomlin? Mike Tomlin is one of the best coaches in the National Football yeah. League. His track record proves it. Uh, he's got a he, – he treats all the players the same. He yeah. is a – I mean, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Do you have any idea? I don't. I mean, nobody knows. Mm -hmm. I mean, and Mike Tomlin's not going to come to the media and talk about discipline and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. But at the same point, if the guy's on the field starting, I guess – you know, it's acceptable, accept, acceptable behavior. That that's what the, that signals to me. And you know, I like Tomlin too, but you know, I just think you know. You're, the you're assuming. You're assuming. That's all I'm going to tell you. You can't assume. You know, uh, I'm I'm with you that it's a bad. Uh, you know, what do we call optics? Oh it's my a God, bad optics. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I'd I, I'd ask I'd ask ask Mark Messier to come into the locker room and give him a pet talk. Mark Messier would straighten them out. Mark Messier is. Yeah, they don't even know who Mark Messier is. Mark How would Messier they, man? The, they wouldn't even know. They they barely know. Uh, you know, you talk about Messier in the '90s. You could bring an NFL star in from the '90s, and most of the players in the league wouldn't even know who they are. But um, yeah, I was just you know, thinking again, of the, the, what a tough guy he was, man. And he he wouldn't he wouldn't. I was just thinking of his persona, you know. But that's the hockey player persona. So I'm getting way off base again. So anyway, I. Um, I just uh, pulling from my ramps. Thanks for taking the call, and and I'm just tired of this nonsense, you know. So anyway, have a good night. All right, take care. Bye bye. Again, I, I'm just telling everyone this because I've been behind the scenes of a professional organization for many, 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 many years. Okay, and I know what's going on in a lot of other organizations. You never know what's happening. You think you do, but you don't. Okay. Trust me on that. And, you know, as far as George Pickens goes, all right, uh, I guarantee you that a lot of that's been dealt with. Now, to what degree? Um, you know, I'm not sure. All right. There is no excuse for not blocking, period. All right. Zero. It's a bad look. Bad look. You know, and he downplayed it. All right. And again, this was a, as, as Al pointed out, a critical play in the loss on Saturday to the Colts. All right. And Mike Tomlin, by the way, did address it. Quote, George is the talented guy, but he's growing and growing in a lot of ways in regards to football and life. We don't run away from that. We run to that organizationally when we draft guys. We're committed to being a component of their growth and development in all areas. It is very much a work in progress. 
And so it is continual. It's not going to be one incident or one meeting or one form of discipline that's going to institute the type of change that we're hunting. To be honest with you, it is going to be continual. He is aware of that. We meet on a routine basis. We met on Wednesday. He and I, we met again today. All right? There you have it. Now, here's something else that Tomlin said, what I just pointed out. Largely, he said, I like to keep his growth and development and the things regarding his growth and development private, to be quite honest with you. Talking about it in this setting doesn't aid in the process or speed up the process, but rest assured there's a commitment here, not only from us, but from him in terms of growing as a man and a player. All right. Now, Tomlin said he would did not would not disclose any specifics of Pickens' punishment. Quote, because he got he's got talents. All right. Why is he going to play on Saturday? Was the question. Because he's got talents. We want to utilize him. He's very much in growth and development, but it'd be the same if we were winning games or if he said appropriate things with you guys yesterday. You guys might have gone away, but that wouldn't have made me any more comfortable about this process that he's going through that is ongoing and continual, and it will continue to require our attention. When you're winning and doing your jobs, man, a lot of the attention and so forth is on things such as that. When you're not doing your job and losing, you better keep your damn mouth shut and understand that attracts a certain type of attention as well, and usually that's vulture-like attention, all right? Now, Pickens did address this, by the way, when he didn't block. What was that, first quarter or second quarter? I can't remember. He said he feared injury. Quote, I was just trying to prevent the Tank Dell situation, the same thing that happened to him. I ain't want to get an injury. When you stay on the block too low, you can get ran up on very easily. We'll see. By the way, Mike Tomlin was asked if Pickens' effort was an issue. And he responded with a terse no. Here we go. And then he said he did not express it to me, but how he deals with us and how he deals with you guys might be two different things. And as I'm saying, that's what I was trying to explain to Al. And then Tomlin added, and to be quite honest with you, it's a reflection of maturity or needed growth in that area. All right? And Tomlin went on and talked about it quite a bit. I know Bill Parcells would have handled it differently, okay? I know Al wants players in the locker room to handle it like Jack Lambert might have, but you don't know. Maybe they are. Maybe they did. You don't know that. All right, let's get to Jerry in Sacramento. Hey, Jerry, how are you? Hey, Grant. Uh, thank you for taking my call, sir. How are you today? I'm well, thank you. Grant, I was at the game last night. Uh, my cousin and I always try to go there every every year. He's a big Celtics fan. And Grant, I tell you what, Grant, you know, the first quarter, Keegan Murray, Darren Fox, you know, they had a good first quarter, um, 41 to 38 after one. And I was just like, you know what? 
uh, you know, you know, Kings were on fire, Grant. And I'm just like, you know, after the first quarter, the second, third, I don't know what the hell happened. I was up there. Well, you know, Grant, first of all, Grant, we had I know what our, happened. Yeah. I know what happened. They got their ass kicked by a better team. That's exactly what happened. Grant, we had seats in row R um, section, I believe, 209. And yep. I told I told my buddy, I'm like, you know, I can't sit way up here. I, you know, I'm getting anxiety. So what we did for the remainder, Grant, we went down and we walked through the entire arena and we were watching the game, right? And uh, um, uh, so many Celtic fans. I mean, it, I mean, so much green over there. Um, it was a fun time, Grant, the game. No, but then again, too, Grant, it's like, you know what? I mean, I was happy because when I found out that Tatum wasn't playing, I was like, you know what? King's going to win this game. Uh, nope. Was not meant to be. Uh, Boston, you know, offensive rebounds over and over and over, and they could not stop nothing. The Kings could not stop them. And I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, Mike Brown, defensive coach, I don't want, you know, I did not want to be in the locker room after that game hearing this guy. Well, first of all, why'd you get anxiety? Because you don't like being up, you don't like heights? Is that what you're telling uh, me? I, I don't like heights. Grant, remember, Grant, oh, I'm okay. the same guy that doesn't like planes, remember? Okay? I'll yeah, I know, I know. But, you know, <laughs> being, being, I know, but, okay, you can control your environment when you're at well, a yeah. game. You can't control your environment yeah. when you're at a plane. Yeah, Grant, but, I mean, when you're up there that high, Grant, you you feel like when you stand up, you feel like you're going to, uh, like, fall fall over i mean i um, i didn't like that feeling i'm like you know what i can't do this uh you know well, i wish i had walk. a video of, i wish i had a video of you when you decided to uh uh go to a different area of the arena walking down the stairs because you were probably holding on to the railing for dear life walking down the stairs <laughs> grant i was walking down i was walking down holding the rails <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh god, god. Sir, yeah, uh, a piece of work but anyway you know back to uh the celtics sir, fans are yeah. everywhere Right. They always go to games. I mean, it's always been like that in Sacramento. Right. And the, listen, the Kings are a good team, Jerry, but they're not uh -huh. anything more than a good team. They're they're a good team. You know, they might, you know, they, they might win a first round playoff series, but I don't see them doing much more than that. Grant, do you still, uh, you know, do you still see them winning 50 games, Grant, or is that just a little overboard? Uh, if they stay injury free, Possibly, but no, okay. I, I think more like between 45 and 50. Okay. And Grant, let me ask you one more thing about the NFL 49ers. Uh, do you expect them to beat uh, Baltimore? Yes, I do. I think they're a better team. Uh, I don't, I th I'm picking them to go to the Super Bowl. Okay. I think at the beginning of the year, uh, I had them losing in the NFC championship game, but now when they're all healthy, they're not only the best team in the NFC, they're the best team in the National Football League. And if if they do stay healthy and they don't win this year, I don't know if they're going to win the right. Super Bowl with this group of, of players. They're, the table is set for them. Mm -hmm. They're the best team. They have the best offense. They have the best defense. They have all of the tools that you need right. at the skill positions. Here's the thing about the 49ers that they do very well. And it's still the NFL. You need to be able to get to the quarterback. They do that. You got to be able to run the football, and they can do that. Now, some people would say they're not as good against the run. I disagree. I think when they're healthy, they're very good against the run. So they're able to do all three components that you need to be successful 
in the postseason. And uh, I like them. I think they're really good. Jerry, I told you at the beginning of the year I was very high on the 49ers. Yeah, uh, Grant, you said they were to go 14-3, and three, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, and that's if the final game of the year did not mean anything. Right. And Grant, I said if the final – go ahead, uh, yep. If the if the 49ers uh, weren't going to get the number one seed, which you know hopefully they uh, you know will uh, with two game lead with uh, a few games left, um, if they did not get the number one seed and had to go to Philadelphia, uh, do you still pick them to win that game? I can't pick a game that wouldn't be played for another six weeks. Okay. On I I, I can't because injuries will dictate all games, and the reality is. Philadelphia is in a rut right now. 49ers were in a rut in the beginning, in the middle of the season, if you remember when they lost three in a row. So I can't really predict a game that's six weeks out. There are too many variables between now and then. I think the 49ers will be the number one seed. Uh, I think they're going to beat Baltimore. Obviously, it's their more challenging game. And then they're at Washington. The one thing I don't like about the 49ers right now is that final game of the year against the Rams mm-hmm. is – going to be a really big game for both teams because the 49ers are going to have to win that game to be the number one seed in all likelihood could okay. change. I mean, that could change, but I'm, and the Rams are going to have to win that game to make the playoffs. Now I think the 49ers are a better team than the Rams, but you know, and I know those games are always very physical right? and that would concern me a little bit getting, getting for the playoffs. It would be nice if Kyle Shanahan could play his guys a half in that game, then get a bye week, and then get ready for the playoffs. So, again, I'm, I could be wrong. Maybe that will be a meaningless game for San Francisco. But right now, it looks like that could be a very important game. And, Grant, you know, uh, one more thing. Uh, you know, with, with all the other teams that the Kings are st- still trying to keep the lead that they have, uh, all of them losing last night, you know, that was a big game for the Kings last night. That was huge. Yep. It was, and uh, they got their doors blown off. That's the thing. It wasn't even, it wasn't even that competitive, you know. After the first quarter, the Celtics just destroyed them. And Grant, you think uh, I know Jalen Hurts calling out his team after they lost their third straight game? What do you think that does to the locker room, Grant? Nothing. Doesn't do anything because that's a very together team. Uh, they've got a lot of veterans on that team. They've got a lot of players that are committed to winning on that team. So, I mean, they played the Giants this week, Jerry. You could be the quarterback and beat the Giants. So, I mean, they they, they played the Giants <laughs> twice in their final three games. So, you well, know, Grant, I, I still think the Eagles will get back on track. Grant, you don't want to see a 50-year-old, 54-year-old man running around, Grant. It's not a pretty sight, my You know friend. what? You don't have to run around. You just take the ball in the shotgun and <laughs> hand it off. That's all you got to do. All right, sir. Thank you, Mary. Thank you see very you, Jerry. much. Okay, bye-bye. All right, take care. All right, stay away from high places, Jerry. All right? Don't be going upstairs anymore. Can you imagine Jerry walking down from row R at the arena, scared of heights, little scaredy cat, holding on to the railing for dear life? Man, thank goodness there wasn't an earthquake when Jerry was walking down from row R. Woof, that would not have been a pretty sight, right? Oh, I would have paid, I would have paid anything to be sitting there watching Jerry come down from row R, holding on to the railing with two hands, probably not even going left, right, left, right with his steps, probably holding on to the railing, taking a step with his right foot, then bringing down the left foot, two feet on the ground, then another foot, probably took him 15 minutes 
to walk from Rawar at the arena down to the concourse because that's how slow he was going, holding on to the railing. <laughs> I can just imagine Jerry walking down. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He probably left, you know, with about, oh, you know, he probably like, I can't do this anymore at the end of the first quarter. So by the time Jerry, at the end of the first quarter, decided to walk down to the concourse, there's probably six minutes left to go in the half. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Let's get to Scott. Hello, Scott. How are you? Good, Grant. How are you doing today? Thank you for the call. Good. Yeah, I just wanted to get your thoughts. I was uh, talking with a friend uh, today, and he was watching the telecast, and he mentioned that the broadcasters said that the Kings could have been tired because of all the holidays and um, the events that go into that. Can you just kind of speak to that and whether that's legitimate or not? Yeah, you know what it is, Scott? Um, first of all, I didn't watch the telecast, uh, but I was doing a show uh, last night on YouTube after the game on my YouTube channel, if you don't like that. And it was uh, mentioned to me that that was said. And I said, that's one of the most embarrassing things that I've heard. I can't believe it. Uh, anyone that would go on television and try to tell the fans watching that the holidays had anything to do with the Kings getting their ass kicked by the Boston Celtics is an insult to your intelligence. It, to me, really tarnishes the credibility of whoever said that. And that just is rinky-dink, low-class, low, low. It's embarrassing. It's absolutely embarrassing. And me personally, if I was the director of broadcasting and I was in charge of the broadcast, that, sh that would have been dealt with immediately. Not after the game. It would have been dealt with in the middle of the game via a talkback. I would have said, are you freaking kidding me? Stop it with that nonsense. All right, stop it. Absolutely embarrassing comment. Is there any truth to that? Really? Let me ask you a question, Scott, because, you know, you're, you're a fan. The Kings had won the three previous games on that homestand all in convincing fashion. Uh, did the holidays have any effect on those games for the players? And why would anyone think that a professional athlete playing in the month of December would have any bearing on their performance? Like, because they're making appearances out in the community? Nonsense. They make appearances out in the community on a fairly regular basis. They have friends and family in from town. Well, first of all, that's not a distraction. Second of all, players have friends and family come in during all months of the season. It is an excuse. It is embarrassing. And when I, when I was alerted to that on the postgame show last night, I couldn't believe it, Scott. I couldn't believe it. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Seriously? That was said on a professional telecast? It's embarrassing. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, I certainly agree with you. And um, I think it goes in a long list of uh, questionable things that have been said on the telecast since you've left. It's just been such a um, downgrade. I can't even I can't even articulate how big of a drop off it's been. I know that you don't listen to the to the Kings telecast and rightfully so. I mean, it's just been tough for a lot of fans that uh, I, I mean, haven't I know watched, a ton of people. I listen, that and I appreciate you saying that. I, I appreciate you saying that. And I don't mean to cut you off. I'll let you have, I'll let you go as soon as I'm done. I apologize. Um, my comments, what I'm making right now, by the way, have nothing to do with me and my situation. I would say that if it were on the Knicks telecast with Mike Breen and Walt Frazier, who I have a lot of respect for, I don't watch the games. 
Um, and I've been very, uh, you know, I, I haven't watched the Kings telecast for one second since I left. But these comments are not like, you know, self. They have nothing to do with me. So, But I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. No, I appreciate it, Grant. And uh, that's all I have for today. Hey, Scott, thank you very much. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. Bye-bye now. Yeah, I was blown away when somebody brought that to my attention on the post-game show last night. It's embarrassing. It's absolutely embarrassing. And again, I would have dealt with that immediately. I mean, that, that's that you can't say that on the air. That's terrible. I mean, you want to you want to protect your credibility, and you're making comments like that. It's awful. Let's get to Lefteris. How are you, Lefteris? Hi, Glenn. Um, thank you for taking my call. I have a couple questions. Um, so you mentioned earlier that uh, about the Niners about they have to beat the Rams, but you know, do they have the uh, do they have the tiebreakers? So they win the rest of the game except the last one. Uh, it should be okay, right? I mean, even they don't beat the Rams the last game. Well, no, no. I mean, if it, no, if the Cowboys uh, were to win out and the Niners lose one of their next three games, then you know that that could well. You know, when you look at the standings right now, they do have the tiebreakers, right? So let's first of all back up and look at that. They do have the tiebreakers, okay? If 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 they lose two of the next three games, which I can't predict, then that last game against the Rams could be big. Right now, they do have a game a, a game advantage over Dallas and Philadelphia. Uh, the Niners are 11 and three Dallas and Philadelphia are 10 and four. If the Niners were to lose against Baltimore, all right, that game against the Rams, they would have to win in all likelihood because Philadelphia, I think is going to end up 13 and four Personally, I think Dallas is going to lose to the Miami Dolphins, but if, and I, maybe I said that wrong. If the 49ers don't beat the Baltimore Ravens this week, that game against the Rams in all likelihood will be very important, but yes, they do own the tiebreaker over both Dallas and Philly because they beat them head-to-head and both yeah, those yeah, teams I, are 10 and 4. Yeah, I agree I with you. Said wrong. I probably yeah, said that I, wrong because I, I assumed that they were going to beat Baltimore. So I probably, uh, in my mind, I was going, if they lose to Baltimore, that game to the Rams, they would have to win. But yes, you're correct. Yeah, yeah. okay. Now, I just want to make it clear because I was wondering, yep. if, okay, if they beat Baltimore yep. and they go all the way to the Rams game and they haven't lost a game yet, 
I mean, they will be okay to relax the last game because they have a good tiebreaker. Yep, you're okay. right. And I probably said that wrong because I was talking to Jerry uh, based on a comment that I made at the beginning of the year. Before the season began, I predicted the 49ers would go 14-3 and unless the last game of the year was important. And so I was in my head going over a scenario where if the 49ers were playing for the number one seed and the Rams were playing for a playoff spot, that would be a very big game. And that may affect whether the Niners win or not. But yes, we're clear. They don't, if they beat Baltimore and beat Washington, then the game against the Rams is meaningless for the 49ers. You were 100% correct. Okay. Thank you. I have one more question. Uh, aren't you concerned about the Niners because uh, they have a defensive line? Like, I don't know, they haven't seen yet if Armstead or Hargrave are coming back. And now they have Kelly Davis out. So yep. they, they're getting very, very thin, especially in a, in a team that playing a team next, uh, you know, Christmas with uh, uh, rushing. They're so good. So I don't know how they're going to deal with that. Well, they're not as good rushing the football as they were because they just lost their running back Mitchell for the year with an ACL. So, you know, it's, it's not as good. Uh, listen, as of, what, two days ago, those players were that you were referring to were all questionable. So I don't know what their status is going to be for the game this weekend, but I still think that the 49ers – will win this game regardless of their front line. Davis, by the way, was placed on injured reserve yesterday, uh, as you were spot on. I don't know about Armstead playing yet. I don't know about Hargrave playing yet, but I still think they win the game. Personally, I think they win the game regardless. Okay, well, I was thinking that pretty thin, especially in the quarterback who like, would like to run. Oh, anyway, okay. I hope so. Well, you know what? The the defensive line, probably all they got to do, and when I say all they have to do, you know, the end's got to make sure that when they go on an inside rush, they don't get pinched in and allow Lamar Jackson to get to the edge. And so they got to be very disciplined, Bosa and Young, on their pass rush. But this is a game where I really believe the 49ers linebackers will be the difference defensively in this game. Again, Baltimore has, you know, some issues now at running back. They have a very good offensive line, so that will negate that somewhat. But they lost uh, Keaton Mitchell, all right, with an ACL. That's a bad loss for them. So they come in one down at the running back position. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Pretty good game, though. But I, I think the Niners will outclass Baltimore the same way they outclass Philadelphia and the same way they outclass the uh, Dallas Cowboys. I just think they're a better team. And, um, and, you know, who knows? You know, it's Christmas. Maybe the Baltimore Ravens will be distracted because they're playing during the holidays in a big game. Maybe they'll be distracted. You never know. You know, maybe we'll have the announcers tell us as the 49ers are winning that game that it's a tough game for the Baltimore Ravens to play because they're being distracted by being on playing during the holidays. You never know, you know, although I would say probably unlikely that you'll have the announcers in this game tell you 
that the players are distracted because of the holidays. Again, what a just an embarrassing, stupid comment. Unbelievable. And by the way, I don't even know who made that comment. It wasn't told to me. So I'm not calling out on any single individual because I don't even know who made the comment. I'm just telling you, it's, it's embarrassing. That's all I'm saying. It's embarrassing. Good Lord. Can you imagine? Seriously. I, I, well, I'm not even going to say anything else. It's just embarrassing. It really is. But anyway, that is going to be, that's going to be a fun game. It's a heck of a game. It's the game of the week. You know, game of the week. Baltimore at San Francisco. All right. Hit me up. If you want to talk about the NBA, the NFL, or anything else, hit me up, and we'll talk about it right here before we adjourn for the day. All right, so tomorrow, we've got a full day, right? Going to have shows coming at you. Ryan with the pregame show. Halftime with Jerry Reynolds. Postgame show. And I'm very much looking forward to that. Probably we'll do a show at, mm, I'll probably do a five o'clock show on YouTube if you don't like that. All right, so check out my YouTube show. I'm not sure if I'll do it here or on YouTube, but I will do a five o'clock show tomorrow and we'll get you ready for uh, the Kings and the Suns, uh, the big football weekend, and we can talk about tonight's game with the Rams uh, and the Saints. But then we got all the programming. Uh, on YouTube. If you have not yet subscribed to my YouTube channel, please subscribe. You'll always get notified of all of the content that is coming your way. And uh, we appreciate that. Thank you very much. All right. Hope you're not too distracted over this holiday season. Jerry was probably distracted walking down the steps from row R, you know, during the holiday season. Jerry probably had to stop, you know, and gather himself because he was too damn distracted. Said he had anxiety being up that high. I think his anxiety was caused by the holiday season, personally. That's what I think. I could be wrong. You know, I've been wrong before, but I got to believe Jerry with the anxiety. You know, he doesn't like heights to begin with, but I think it was probably increased by the holiday season. If I had to guess, I could be wrong. But if I had to guess, I would say Jerry had anxiety, not only of the heights, but dealing with all the issues they come with the holiday season. Because I don't know about you, but I know I'd be distracted big time if I was a professional athlete making $20 million a year and I had, you know, a family member or a friend come visit me during the holidays. I know that would really stress me out. I know that would be too much for me to perform on the floor in a sporting event. Oh, we got Jerry back. Jerry, am I right about this or what, Jerry? Grant, I was going to say one thing. Oh, if you don't like that rant about Jerry, you don't like Grant Napier. Oh, boy. Grant, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Jerry. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, gosh. I would have loved to have seen Jerry walk down those stairs, holding on to that railing, taking one step at a time. One step. He was probably standing sideways, too. You know what I mean? He's probably not even walking straight down the stairs. He probably had his body leaning and tilting towards the railing so he could have both hands.
firmly on the railing doing a sidestep coming down the stairs. <laughs> oh, I would have paid anything to have been there and watched that. That would have been beautiful. Put it on video, put it on my YouTube channel, put it on my Twitter account. Oh, that would have been a thing of beauty. All right, on that note, we'll say so long. Enjoy the game, everyone. Rams, Saints, talk to you tomorrow. Jerry, stay at sea level, would you please, for us? Stay at sea level. Please, stay on the ground. Sea level. Don't be going up the stairs anymore. No more heights for Jerry, especially during this stressful, distracting holiday season. So long, everybody.